Okay, so yeah, um, the other day I went to a basketball game to sort of support the girls in my small group. Mm -hmm. And a woman that I have known and don't really hang out with too much anymore sees me from across the gym and she comes over, hey, and she's looking awesome. You know, she's got the whole like designer jeans, nice, everything's looking, you know, accessorized. She looks awesome. And I was just, you know, working at home and threw on my jeans and some sneakers and headed on out. So she goes, hey, gosh, it's been so long. And I, I gave her a hug and I go, you look so good. And she goes, <laughs> she looks me down my body to my sneakers on back up and just goes <laughs> you are kidding me and then starts talking about something else and I was what? like oh man I have just been bitch slapped <laughs> the diva cast number 130 20 January 2009 Everyone, we are the divas of the Diva Cast, and we are five fun, fabulous, 40, oh, 40 something, something, 40 something friends. friends. <laughs> you know what? I think I should just drop the whole 40 something. You know what? Let's just lose that part. Okay. Uh, five fun, okay. fabulous you know, we friends. Are, we are five fun, fabulous friends. There okay. you go. How That'll about work. that? You know yeah. what? I no, like I that. that. I get the age thing. Let's just, okay. you know, because really today's 40 <gasps> is. is Today's 40 is just yesterday's 30. Yeah. 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 Just okay. in time we're dropping that H thing. I'm liking that. Uh, yeah, I like that all the more. So anyway, this is Suzanne. I'm Sharon. I'm Carrie. And we believe inside every woman is a diva. Okay, that was a really funny story that you opened with. And I have to say... Ha ha, funny honey. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, because Carrie, huh. you are so beautiful. So that just cracks me up. She's just thinking... You are so beautiful. Yeah, to you me? are. To Suzanne, evidently, yeah. but not to this other woman. Well, you know what? Then you she's know. whatever. She's probably jealous because she took all this time to look that way, and you just throw on. <laughs> and your... I just show up looking fabulous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Whatever. Damn, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Women, you know, women are just so competitive. We are. We are just so competitive, and it's icky. I don't like it. You know what? Love me for who I am. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. You sober stone cold woman. <laughs> I love you for it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we're um, sitting here going one more round. One more. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? We just showed up. Oh, yeah, we just showed up today again. <laughs> a new day, a new dawn. It's a new day, a new dawn. Okay, so what, what t so tell me about this uh, email you got. Oh, yeah. Okay, Suzanne, this was from one of our listeners, and she's actually from Georgia, mm -hmm. the state of Georgia, and she's listened to one of our podcasts about teen sexual behavior and she wants us to do a show in general about how kids deal with this in middle school. Um, she has a daughter going into sixth grade next year and she's really terrified for her because she feels as though she's very sweet, not very street smart and she feels like she's throwing her to the wolves. She can't afford to put her in a private school. She had an older daughter who had a really hard time in middle school. Wow. Okay. So, why does private school? Uh, first of all, private school. Uh, let me tell you, I can't tell you how many clients I have in private school.
school and it ain't no safer in private schools. Z- that's like, zero. That's, that's like, like a big myth. That's like me thinking, oh, I'm going to get my kids involved in church youth group and it's gonna, they're going to be safe and have a really, you know, clean cut group of kids. No, that's, that's your thinking. But, you know, yeah. to me, and I'm not, I'm not the, the family <clears throat> therapist like Suzanne, so she can answer, but uh, to me, so a parent like that who's concerned most times doesn't have to worry as much as the parent that's really just not even clued in or engaged because I mean, that's just my, Mm -hmm. my observation from the girls that I'm around in, you know, the the kids that I'm with, it's, it's the the parents that have checked out and that are, are not even asking the question, how do I, how do I help my kids? But right. I think it's just important that she keeps checking in with her daughter and saying, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? What's tell me how you're feeling, blah, blah, blah. Um, she she mentions that some of the parents of her daughter's Girl Scout troop are t- thinking about taking their children to another school. Do you want Sharon to chaperone? Oh, to another school? <laughs> <laughs> to another school. Yeah, no, no, no. I no, thought no. you'd been on a trip. No, I'm not doing that. Um, and then she's concerned about making it back into high school that she'd lose all the friends she makes. Um, middle school is such a difficult age. I mean, it just is, right? I mean, mm. it is one of the hardest. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it really, yeah. they get into high school and they have a lot more confidence and they start feeling good in, well, I don't inside know if they their own skin. Confidence, well, some, some. Yeah. you know, they start feeling better about themselves and kids tend to be more accepting than they, you know, middle school, I mean, you wear the wrong shoes and it's, right. you know, not a good thing. It's just really clicky in middle yeah, school. and critical. And, yeah. you know. well, your whole body is changing. I mean, everything's changing at a rapid, rapid rate. And even cognitively, you're changing. Yeah. So it's a time of a, a, a real emotional storming. Well, it's rapid rate for some. Some are, you know, some develop so much quicker than others. Yes. And that's been a huge thing with my daughter. Because my daughter's just, she, my youngest one is not, you know, she's in seventh grade and she's just not on the uh, front end of the whole puberty thing. Mm-hmm. And then she's got friends who are, you know, developed fully and looking into all different kinds of things. And that totally seems to shift the friendships, you know, because if the kid's not there, it's, I mean, I remember being like that in that, in middle school, some kids were, your interest just to either be a late bloomer or an early bloomer to be at either end of the um, bell shaped curve, creates some emotional trauma for the kid. Mm -hmm. I want to give advice to, to this woman. And that is just, I would stay close to her because, you know, that's the best thing you can offer because I think girls especially are just so much meaner. (laughs) They are. I mean, they really are. I remember I was in with my daughter. We were in Blockbuster. We're standing there. She had just come from a sleepover. She was dead on her feet. She's standing there. She sees two of her friends in line. She casually waves. I mean, she's a zombie. My daughter needs a lot of sleep. We get our movie. We get back in the car. She starts getting text messages. Why are you mad at us? She texts back. I'm not mad. Tell us, are you jealous because we were together in line? I mean, because we're spending the evening together. I mean, they went back and forth, 10 or 15 (laughs) text messages on this. And I'm saying to my daughter, turn off your phone. No, mom, you don't know the drama it'll create if I don't respond. And I'm right, thinking, right. I mean, so oh. it's, so it's really, yeah. I mean, that just gives you an ex- I mean, truly, uh, you know, you don't have to be jealous. We're friends, you know, we're, na- you know, whatever. And it's, I'm not jealous. You know, she's mm-hmm. trying to explain mm-hmm. stuff and they're, they're still just like ignoring what she's saying and going back to, why are you mad? You know, why, why'd you act like that? Why did you behave? 
So, uh, mom, you're not going to win. <laughs> no, the I think you're right, Sharon. The the best thing the um this mom can do is just to stay close to her daughter and just be there as her soft place to fall and to help her process the day-to-day things that happen at school. Cuz it's you know, yeah, and communication through the email and the text is difficult, but that's all these kids do now. You know, that's all they do is it's text. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, Robin. It's been hard for us too. Adults, we have difficulty. Yeah, with text. it's a, it's a, it's an email. That's a whole nother. Well, that's why I was laughing when you're talking about this conversation with your daughter on text. Yeah, that her and her I'm little thinking, buddies. I'm yeah, I'm thinking it's you know what I opened up with it's the same the stuff we're just women and it just goes on and on and on and that's how we all relate and it's something you got to fight against I guess I mean know? yeah making she was assumptions yeah. yeah she was crying by the end of it and yeah I'm like you know what it is and as grueling as it is to be that soft place to fall that's excellent advice because as women young girls need to process their stuff and that mm-hmm. involves talking and talking and talking and so yeah. the times when you think your kid you ask your daughter hey, what's going on with, at school? And she goes, nothing, nothing. You know, I find this often where I'll get, when I think it's time to talk, nothing comes out. And then at the time that maybe not is so convenient for me to be that soft place to fall and listen, you have to be really aware and um, open to I think stopping. you have to be sensitive, yeah. right? And, and realizing and, mm-hmm. if they start to open up, it's time to drop whatever you're doing and just be available because... It doesn't happen that often. No, it doesn't. Well, and, and you know, children intentionally pick that time period when why? we are busy because it's less threatening. If you sit there and you're like, okay, come on, now tell face mom to what's... Face yeah. Right, that's way too threatening. So they intentionally, um, subconsciously, select a time where you're somewhat distracted so they can just kind of nonchalantly, casually like, oh yeah, by the way, did I tell you that Jenny did blah, blah, blah to me today? That's or, interesting. Yeah, so, so that's why kids do it that way. It's a very non-threatening way for them to just be real casual about it. But that's exactly when we as parents have to go, put your radar up and go, okay, my kid's starting to talk to me about something. Um, yeah, I need to pay attention. And some, like you said, Carrie, it's not always easy. Sometimes we're in the middle of something. Yeah. And that's when they seem to want to talk. So. And the best advice, Suzanne, I remember you gave, and that is while you don't think they're listening to you when you are kind of offering your opinion and, and, you know, I've learned the hard way to say, well, what do you think about trying this? I I use that like phraseology because, Mm -hmm. well, you need to do, you know, immediately I can see the glaze over her eyes. So it's like, well, you know, have you thought about maybe trying it this way or whatever? Because they don't want you telling, they want you to tell them what to do, but they don't want to know that you're telling them what to do. I mean, they want your advice a lot of times or suggestions, but I think they still want to be the master of their own destiny. Yeah, don't we all? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, and Suzanne said, you know, they're listening to you whether you realize it or not. And I think that's true. And I try to remember that as they're walking away, rolling their eyes. I know. That they're really listening to me, hanging on my every word. (laughs) This parenting stuff, I I swear, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Hmm. And sometimes I just think, oh my gosh, everything I learned in school about parent education or um, parent, you know, how to parent your child, it has gone completely out the window (laughs) now that I'm a parent. Let me tell you something. A 16-year-old, 14-year-old, 
I don't even like who I am when I'm around them. I know me too. It changes who I am. I pro- I mean, I am a screaming, <laughs> me raving. Me too. I look like a nut. And then I they're can- like, and then they're looking, they're th- you know, they're probably thinking, there she goes again. You know, that crazy woman. Well, you know how um, you were talking about um, your son learning to drive and I was like, you know, I'm so surprised because I am so calm with my <laughs> oh, yeah, daughter you did driving. Say that. You did and say I that. do, I have to say, I am way more calm than I thought I would be. I, I really feel confident in her driving ability. But the other day, I think it was the day before yesterday, you know, she comes up with excuses for to drive. Yeah. Um, so we went, we pulled out, of the, I was on the phone with Julie and it, it, here's a tip for people that are, um, you know, training their kids on how to drive. It's like, do not talk on the cell phone while your child uh, is driving Yeah. because yeah. you are too distracted. And like, we're backing out of the driveway and I've got a camper, you know, in my driveway and I'm telling you, we were like this close. So I'm like, <laughs> stop. And I'm like, Julie, I gotta go. And I hang up on her. And then you were trying to call me and I was like, I am not picking up the phone. Um, but yeah, my daughter got like so offended because I yelled, you know, and I'm like, oh. And I, and and my big thing with her is every time I something comes out of my mouth to to give her a recommendation on driving, she'll get defensive and come back. No, really, yeah. your daughter does that. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. And I'm like, okay, listen Thank to me. Thank goodness, my children. Listen don't. to me. I'm like, you do not need to respond when I give you a tip. You know, just just hear what I'm saying because you're not a pro. But you had made a comment about your son when he was driving and how something really ridiculous, like he. Didn't you were coming up to a stoplight or something? Yeah, and, and he kept. He goes, "Do I need to stop?" And he keeps going. <gasps> yeah, he was making a right, and instead of yielding because we had a, a red light in front of us, and he like answers his own question, no. And there's oncoming cars, and it's it was oh just so interesting because you have to step back yeah. so far from your. Uh, you know, we've been driving for what thirty yeah. years or whatever. Me twenty. Because yeah, <laughs> because like the other day we're driving down seventy four and this and it was around rush hour, so cars people are being crazy. Yeah. You know, somebody shoots in front of us first, and then this this truck pulls like across the lane in front of us to make a left hand turn. You know, right away into uh, I don't know a parking lot, and my daughter doesn't like her foot doesn't go from the gas <laughs> to the brake, and I'm like, Stop! I'm like you know. And it's it's that it's that lack of cognitive ability to go, well, I'm going down the lane. Yeah. I'm supposed to be going 50 miles an hour. Yeah, but there's a car in front of you now. So you have to think, oh, I need to stop. You know, I need to put my foot Can, on the brake. It's a defensive. You have to be defensive when you drive. Mm-hmm. Does, your not, does your foot not make it up to the dashboard? <laughs> Has not. You know, okay. and I was joking about that with, with my daughter. And I'm like, yeah, Miss Sharon's foot. She's got both feet on the dashboard, you know. But That's she, my stop signal. But she starts to get like um, kind of defensive and ticked off. And like, I'm not going to drive. And I'm like, oh, 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 yes, you are. Yeah, not an option. Because I made her pull in and out of the garage about five times and she was not happy with me. But I'm like, this is what you have, you know, turn your wheel all the way. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I have to apologize. Like you were saying, you don't like who you are because I don't like to hear myself freaking out at her. But it's like, okay, I'm sorry. But in my mind, I'm thinking if there is a vehicle in front of you, you need to put your foot on the brake, you know? It's common sense. <laughs> Do we yeah. have it? Yeah. Okay, I think we need to take a break. Don't we? Okay, yes. let's do it. Take a break. Listen to Living Green, Effortless Ecology for Everyday People, a weekly online audio program featuring champions of sustainable living at personallifemedia.com. Do we have a voicemail? 
Oh, yeah, we're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> hey, Divas. This is Molly, way out in Spokane, Washington. Um, I was listening to your most recent, well, I guess it's not the most recent podcast, but the one where Amy and Julie were getting um, a lot of strokes and loving from your listeners. And I was agreeing with Suzanne and Carrie that they deserved a little love and too. So I am calling in to do just that. I um, it starts out with a concession, which is before November. I had not listened to the divas. And um, when I went on the Manic Mommy escape, I met Carrie and Suzanne. And oh my goodness, both of them are absolutely fabulous. And I have to tell you, I was listening to um, Carrie talk about how Suzanne was just a magnet. Well, Carrie was a magnet as well. And um, I don't think she was given herself enough credit, which she should do. Anyway, I I was just so amazed and inspired by both of them. Um, I actually came home um, and I have this very good friend and colleague that is from the Atlanta area and like the very first minute that I was back in my office I went down to his office and said oh my gosh I met two of the most fabulous women from Georgia this weekend and of course told him all about um, Suzanne and Carrie and then I sent out a humongous email well not humongous but a big email to all of my girlfriends on my um, in my address book and I titled it Fabulous Women I've Met. And I told everybody um, about not only about the Manic Mommies, but about Carrie and Suzanne and the Diva cast and Words to Mouth and Dear Zany and told all my girlfriends that you guys have to listen to these women because they are wonderful. So um, it was awesome, awesome, awesome to meet both Suzanne and Carrie, and I'm just dying to do dolphin talk with them. And I um, mm. hope you all have a wonderful Christmas holiday and look forward to listening to you again soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Oh, the best thank you, part Molly. of that, Molly, was she told her friends, We would love our listeners to tell some of your friends about us. No, that wasn't Truly. the best. No, Sharon. I'm yes, sorry. it was. I'm you know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, you missed the whole point. Okay. No, that was not the okay. best part. Well, Sharon's sitting here looking at me like, we've already played this. We've already played this on a show. And, you know, it's so weird because Suzanne gets so excited when she gets these emails or gets these phone calls on her line that she'll email them to us, you know, via an MP3 file. So we listen to it at home and then we come back in. And so it gets confusing whether we've heard this one or not or we've played this one or not on one of our shows. And I figure, you know what? That was so that was so good that we... I know. I, I, see, we'll probably I, listen to this one every show. Yeah, now. let's well, play it again. Said, you know what, Suzanne, <laughs> I, just, I just kind of want to carry that. Every you know show, can I want to download it on my um, my cell phone and, and save it. Molly, yeah. that is the sweetest, sweetest message. Yeah, she's so sweet. Yeah. Right. Thank we'll be you. hearing it every show. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sharon. Right, let's play the one where she said, from and Jackie. Sharon? Sharon's my favorite. Sharon and Sharon. It's so funny how different listeners gravitate to different people. Yeah, that's good, though. That means we're all hitting somebody. Somewhere. I know, I know. So I'm going to be calling up and going, I love Carrie. <laughs> That's a great idea to get my friend call and put in a plug for me. Yeah. I like okay. it. We have another one? Go ahead. Hi, Divas. This is Shauna from Athens, Georgia. Um, I was catching up on several podcasts 
last night um, and just had to call and tell you, uh, I think the one about the teen sexual behavior and the chaperones um, really hit home because my niece, um, it's a good thing I don't have girls, I swear, but my niece um, snuck out of her house. She was supposed to be spending a night with a friend, drove her stepdad's car uh, four hours away and to meet up with her boyfriend and they'd gone all night long. The parents of the boyfriend were out at a party, so they didn't know this was going on. She left early in the morning before the parents got home. And the only way that her parents found out about it was when she was pulled over on an interstate at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Speeding. Uh, mm. And <sighs> the officer was nice enough to just give her a warning, but he called her parents and said, you know, we thought this was kind of curious that a 16-year-old girl would be out at 4.30 in the morning, you know, four or five hours away from home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a little curious. that was a real wake-up call for her parents, but it's just a really good thing I have boys. But anyway, um, also I was listening to the um, show about the Christmas letters, and that was just hilarious. <laughs> um, and the step-families. And, and I had a thought. <laughs> Why can't, you, you were saying the key was communication. Why can't the family that has custody of the child send a Christmas letter with all the information to the non-custodial parent? And then they would be sending their Christmas letters and communicating at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work, Al. Talk to you later. That's Bye. a great idea. That's, That's cute. cute. That's a great idea. Hey, and, and Shauna, you know what? Your son might be the one that the girl's driving four hours to get to. So don't I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. that was so funny. She's glad she has, yeah. I was he must be this. good. Four hours. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an eight-hour drive for yeah. just a few she hours. I won't even walk downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even slide through dark. Yeah. Food. Yeah. Hey, I, I wanted to give you all an update. Remember we did the show on Six Degrees of Separation? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I talked about my girlfriend that I was sweet mates with at Florida State. Yeah. Right. Well, I found her. You did? Through, I did. Through the DivaCast show? No. Oh. Facebook. Oh, Facebook. So we're communicating. We haven't um, actually spoke on the telephone, but we've been emailing each other. So it was kind of cool. So that's really Isn't neat. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So anyways, I wanted to share with the listeners that we did get together. And I've got one email, and then we got Valentine's Day we want to talk about for a minute. Oh, okay. This is from Terry in Ohio, and she... Terry W.? Yes. Oh, goody. Yes, Terry, Hi, Terry. W. Hey, Terry. Hey, Terry. Um, she loves the cross-conversations between Manic Mommies, LD Podcast, Dear Zany, Words to Math, and the DivaCast. Um, and she just is asking, is there a national shortage of speech-language pathologists in public schools? Yes, it is. Yes, there are lots of them. Um, so it's a great career if you're interested in there it. There is lots of them. What does that mean? There's lots of shortages of SLPs. Okay. In fact, short, there's lots of SLPs? No, or, okay. I'm the little, 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 little. Okay. There is a shortage. And so in get that fact, if, if that's a career you're interested in, it's a great one. If your school is telling you they're not going to provide the service, they must by law. And even if it means the school system has to hire out a contract SLP, which some school systems do have to do that, um, just insist upon it. If you're, why don't you do that? Why don't you be a contract employee? Wouldn't you get paid more money and have more flexibility? Uh, but no benefits. Oh, you need benefits. Mm, yeah, okay. yeah. At this time, I do. Okay. Yeah, 
So anyway, so yeah, Terry, just wanted to let you know. Okay, excellent. Okay, so Valentine's Day is coming up. It's right around the corner. Uh, uh, Yeah. Does anybody have plans? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I've been married too long for that, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so let me ask you a question then. Yes. Have you ever read that book? Um, What is it? Your five love languages? Love languages? I don't know, but you talk about this a lot, and you've really helped educate me, Carrie. I really, really like when you educate me on this stuff. (laughs) All right, so tell us what what are the five. I don't remember all the five, but I just know what mine are, and, okay, and Suzanne's are, are well, different. Give the, give the general premise, though. Well, it's book. just how you express how you express your love or appreciation is sometimes how you expect it to come back to you, and so it's really good to be aware of how your spouse and your even your kids um, and friends what their love language is because. Um, my husband and I have the same love language. We did this class in, or like I did a study in, I don't know, this is going back a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, which is great that we have the same one, which ours are um, acts of service and quality of time. But sometimes people are, their love language is gifting, you know, giving gifts. And Suzanne is a big gifter. And I was telling her the other day that it almost causes me stress (laughs) because I'm not a gift. I'm not a gift giver. I'm not. I'd rather take you to lunch and spend time with you as a gift for your birthday or something like that um, than go and pick gifts for people because half the time I have a real hard time. If I see a gift somewhere, you know, a, a present somewhere and I go, oh, my gosh, this would be perfect for her. I love those situations. But half the time it seems like I'm I'm shopping and trying to find something that would, you know, fit the bill. Um, I, I'm, that's me for sure. Because for me, wait, trying to you? find a gift for somebody is yep. so stressful. But I have to say, you know what it is for me too? That's why you haven't gotten a birthday present from me yet. <laughs> Seriously, oh, because, you, I, because yeah. I truly don't, because it has to. She didn't remember that you didn't give her one. You just blew it. She goes, <laughs> oh, you didn't give me one? <laughs> I gave you all those beautiful bras. I was just going to say, but you gave me all those. I mean, gosh, that is. Okay, they're I, pretty, aren't are they? Are they working yeah. for you? Uh, yeah. Oh, are, are the, Doug yeah. liking them? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I haven't Have shown you done the brown So you one? haven't had any acts of service? No. <laughs> I haven't had any acts of service yet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's where Carrie was trying to go. With well, us. I mean, seriously, one day I remember Joe doing, I came home and he was on his hands and knees washing my floors, my hardwood floors. And that to me was, you know, big, 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 but, you know, scored big points. You guys are totally distracted. So no, because <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Um, Robin, Robin just, gave, no, no, no. Robin just like gave us the us five. Off. No, listen, he just gave us the five. Yeah, okay. He just looked it up so for so us. Let's see it. And this is by no, this Dr. Is Gary Chapman. Chapman okay. That's right. And the first one is words of affirmation. And I think, Carrie, you are so good at that. I'm not. You know, I might be as with, your friend. As a I, friend, I, I think. Yes, you are. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Well, I I think you, you are. are, and I think that I, am. I probably I am, am that way with friends. But um, my husband is is so good at telling me how beautiful he thinks I am, and and that kind of thing. And and I've realized I'm not good. I don't do that with him. I'm not good at saying, "Hey, baby, you look hot," or blah blah blah. You know how some women are like that? They just go, ooh. And right. I just, I forget to do that. I'd giggle if I heard you say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm trying to figure out if I have any. Okay. Of read them off. Words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Okay. Physical touch. Is that yours? I don't think so. No. 
Acts of service, no. I think physical touch is a very common one for men. Yeah, I, I would bet. But yeah. the book, but the book has a whole bunch of questions that you answer, and from those answers, you oh. determine what your love language oh, is. Oh, so it's not okay. just me saying. No, um, you don't just get to pick. And yeah, it's sometimes, I'm not. I have no love in my life. And sometimes it's, it's surprising. <laughs> no, sometimes it's surprising what your love language actually is because. You know, a lot of times you think the man is going to have is going to say physical touch, but once he goes in through and answers all the questions, it comes up something sometimes different. Surprising. Yeah, oh. so. I would guess my husband is words of affirmation and physical touch, and I think I need quality time. Mm-hmm. I like I like people to spend time. I do with too. Me. I do too. Let's go spend time together. Yeah, <laughs> like Carrie likes email, and I'm like, no, you call me. I want to talk. See, no, I'd rather do that as well. I, I mean, I do like to spend like, time. Suzanne and I have been spending time together. And that was and really been, fun. Yes, it has helped really, us love each other. I Where? Know. On the phone or what? No, we've been Shh. together. Yeah, we've been together. Where? On her couch. Ooh. And on Suzanne's couch. Oh. And swapping couches. Yeah, and that's it, that kind of goes back to Amy and I were talking about that a while ago on one of the shows that it's um, a reflection of the balance in my life when I don't want to get on the phone because it takes too much time and I've got too many things to do. I mean, I know that I'm in that right now in my life. I just feel like I am. There is not one ounce of room on my plate for anything else. And you're so sweet when you share time with me on the phone then when I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but meanwhile, I've got her on speakerphone and I'm I'm typing. You're multitasking. Yeah, because (laughs) I mean, I I, I talked to her for a while and then I'm like, okay, I got to do this, this, and this. Yeah, but Carrie, I worry about you, honey. It's just been on my radar. It's just, and I appreciate you so much, but it's just a stage. It's a season. It's going to be okay. It's just right now, I've got to multitask a lot of different things. Yeah, I know you're really going full steam, aren't you? Well, I just have to do that in order to... um, To do what you got to do. To explore whether I can stay home and have the lifestyle that I want. And Mm -hmm. if I can't, then I can't. But um, in the next few months... It's going to be the deciding factor. Okay, and I, and I bet a lot of people are going through some similar. You guys, it's of, really. You yeah. know what? I was just in um, Fayetteville the other day. I was at that World Market, the Cost Plus, yeah. and I love that store. And I'm able to go there because sometimes on my lunch hour or whatever, it's really close to my office. I was so bummed because the guy that um, works there, he's like, "Hey, Suzanne." He's like, "Yeah, we're closing in twelve <gasps> in twelve oh. weeks." I'm like, "What?" Oh, I like that. Oh. Store. I know, I love it. They, I always um, that's where I buy my alcohol, <laughs> yeah. my wine. Because, they have like, good buys there because yeah. yeah, it's it's great prices. They have neat neat they, things. They just too, have yeah. really cool things, you guys. Just cool little pieces of furniture. I bought an end table um, for my office. It is weird how like Circuit City that's been around forever has closed their doors. I'm like, what? It is wild. I know. It's 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 sad. Mm -hmm. It um, it's I guess I I kind of bury my head in the sand and I kind of think, oh yes, but the sun will come out tomorrow. Oh yes, the sun will come out tomorrow. It's going to get better. But then when I see all this, it's scary. It is, but you know, I mean, and and one of the things you just said to me, which I totally appreciate, you said you're you're worried about me or you're concerned for me, and um. And I appreciate that. And I, but I do need the person to be really having a sense of um, a positive, positive expectancy for me. What do you and mean, for, that person? Yeah, what do you mean? You know how, like, if you're going through something and you talk about it, and someone, and I'm not saying this is you, there's certain people in my life that are this way. Who, do you mean me? No. No, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> my little narcissistic diva. No. <laughs> You know, that, Are you person, talking about me? that person who's like, how you doing? Are you okay? <laughs> oh, you've got so much to, 
you know, and they're po- almost like pointing all the stuff that you, it's almost like, it's almost like a negative, a lot of negative feedback. And, and I want the people around me that, and I'm not, I'm not, I honest to God, I'm not saying that you're that person. So okay, don't take it that way. Cause I'm not taking it that okay, way. Good. Cause I, I've left but you don't alone. Don't take it that way. No, cause I've left but you alone. But don't take it that way. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay are you trying to say, okay. No, but yeah, like when you're saying, you know, and I think as the society and the culture and the way that we have been so materialistically focused that this, if you look at the way that the things are panning out right now to almost go, Hey, this might not be such a bad thing for us to, as, a, as a nation to go through this absolutely. and to shift our perspective oh my and gosh, what's important. Absolutely. Yeah. We're the most gluttonous consuming society in the entire planet. And what's important is relationships. And hopefully if people can not stay cocooned in their own little crisis and drama and reach right. out and be open and go, you know what? This is what I'm going through. And yeah. and for us to go back to the days when we were like, I mean, as kids, I remember people just popping by. And this goes against what I just said about not having time on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but just popping by, you know, popping over for a piece of dessert or whatever and Glass hanging out for an hour or two, you know, um, instead of us all feeling like we need to have our house immaculate and we have to have the most lovely meal spread out on our table and all that stuff yeah. and everything's got to be great. I just hope that it kind of, shifts people's perspective a little bit and that we're a little bit more open to just being mm. putting it out there and going you know what my life's not perfect well you know what i'm thinking i just thought of this uh there's an author that i love his name is robert johnson he's written um many many books called he she um i think knights without armor uh, balancing heaven and earth but he talks about when something like this happens on a global scale he said it's just the universe's way of readjusting, of balancing the scales. And so, Carrie, what you just said, I think that speaks to that so well because what is happening on almost what I would say as a karmic level is that things have to be readjusted. Things are having to be brought back into balance, and that is getting um, the focus off of all the materialism, um, feeling some hard economic times to really force us to reprioritize because until we are forced to do that, we don't want to look at what we need to um, fix and work in our lives and our relationships. It's much easier to go on this gluttonous path and a pass a path of narcissism, um, which I so glibly love to trot along my own merry way myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I own that. I so own that. Um, but gosh, when you have something befall you, it forces you to say, "Oh my gosh, my gl- my glance." needs to go this way and look at really reprioritize. Well, so. and, and that's what I was saying in the other show about when I had talked to the, um, to Paul Young, the Shack author mm-hmm. is that is for me is to have that focus of, okay, you know, this is what it is. And to try to really get the lesson, you know, learn the lesson from right, the experience yeah. because so many times, especially with financial difficulties, th- the thing that happens is couples you know, almost pit against each other. Well, it's you know? stressful. It is like one of the most stressful things for a marriage. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and um, the number huge. one reason for divorce, huge. right? And so I encourage anybody else who's out there and they ha- if, they're, if they're having stressful, you know, financial times is to just try not to blame each other or whatever that is and try to come together. Because for me, you know, I'm trying to look at the, the blessings and stuff that we're going right. through in my, in my household. And I'm just really, I feel really fortunate that, you know, my relationship with Joe is just tighter with some of the stuff that we're having to go through with the business and, you know, some different things that are going on. It's, um, it's, it's good, you know, because you can very easily 
Yeah. You guys are pretty good the other way. Yeah. You guys are a strong couple. Um, The other thing too, I would suggest is talking to your kids about it, especially if they're Mm. at the age where they can understand. So if you, and, and I'm, I didn't do this and I, Doug suggested it to me and I, it was after the fact, but there's field trips, right? I'll cut two big field trips that eighth graders do. Well, I never thought about saying, well, you get to pick one. Which one would you like to go to? Like many of her family, friends, parents did. I just said, oh yeah, okay. And yes to both. And that was dumb of me. Because you're saying it's expensive? Yeah. Yeah. It's expensive. And the one trip she had already done. So this Mm. was a repeat performance. So don't be afraid to sit down with your kids and say, okay, here's the deal. You know, pick this or pick that. Or, you know, you can do one but not the other. You Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. gifts, um, trips, just general big expenses. I mean, have them make decisions or help have them contribute something to it. Right. Um, and it's not a bad thing. And it also, it helps your kid, you know, deal with the future, you know, how they're going to live in the future, because that's what so many of us get hung up in is, okay, well, I need to compete with what, whatever yeah. everybody else is doing. And that's why, and um, a lot of people get into financial problems, you know, trying to keep that persona up or whatever, the facade. But, um, you know, giving your kids that, uh, that acceptance of where they are in their life, it doesn't mean that you're always going to be you know, on a tight budget or whatever, mm-hmm. but just living within your means and um, it's not always a bad thing. And that, that, you know, again, you can spend more family time together and be so much better off than, you know, having all of the the bells and whistle that everybody else has. Well, and the other thing too, it helps them as they move away from this cocoon they currently live in when they're going to have to live on their own and make budget decisions. You right. know, those kinds right. of things. I mean, I think it helps prepare them. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to walk out of the house making a gazillion dollars. I mean, they're going to be... Well, that's, I think no that's budget. a huge thing with some kids that are around the 25-year yeah, range. Yeah, they're, they're having they're to not, back home. They're not kids, but yeah, they have this expectation that they're going to graduate and they're going to be able to have the, the Lexus and the this and the that, and they don't, and they get like bummed out. Like, wait a minute, you know? There's this whole article, and we need to do a show about it, is entitlement the entitlement right. generation right, 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 right. Um, these are the kids coming up right now who don't expect to work very hard but expect the promotions expect mm-hmm. the raises and if they're not getting it they're quitting yeah quitting and going, going somewhere else coming back to, to my house yeah <laughs> so that would be a good show too so yeah. um well we're um we're gonna take a break do we take a break we, okay we're done <laughs> Okay, we're, we're taking a, a long quick, break. We're going to take a quick break, break. We'll be right back. We're just going to take a break. No, we already on. took a break, honey. Do we take a break? Yes, we just said that. Hit <laughs> <laughs> her. Okay, yeah. you know what? Don't, 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 I, well, I was right there with her going, we didn't take a break. Yeah. Okay, go to www.5lovelanguages.com. Um, take a 30-second quiz and tell us. What you love. Yeah, language. and call us at 678-884-0524 and check out DearZanny.com. Leave me a voicemail, you guys. I need I need some I need some questions. Leave a comment underneath this um, blog post, this interview about your love language. I'd be interested to hear. Yeah. Um, at um, Diva at where? The Divacast.com. Yeah, and um, leave us an iTunes reviews if you can and uh, tell your friends. Bye Divas. Bye. Bye. You gotta watch what you say, choose your words carefully, but I'll